All right, welcome to a Cubs podcast to be named later. A Cubs pod to be named later. Not really sure what the title is, but I want to thank everyone for checking out episode one, which I released just a few days ago. Uh, I am Joe Kilgallen. Probably should start by introducing myself to everyone. I am a stand-up comedian and a diehard, extremely loyal Cubs fan, born and raised here in the great city of Chicago. I just got blue pumping through my veins. I mean, technically we all do, but mine's cubby blue, damn it. It is. And I am in a good mood tonight. I'm recording this on a Saturday night because this is what uh, being in your mid-30s with two kids is like. And it's also a global pandemic. You can't really be out too crazy at the pubs, can you? You can't. And I'm coming at you to record because I'm in a good mood because the Chicago Cubs have clinched the National League Central Division. They didn't do it with a win, but that's okay. That's okay. They did it because the Cardinals lost to the Brewers by a score of 3 to nothing. Had to uh, really kind of root for Josh Hader at the end there, which just doesn't feel good. It was just like, bleh. you know, it's kind of gross. Wasn't into it. Um, but, hey, he got the job done, and that uh, solidified the Cubs as your National League Central Division champions. Now let's get this right out of the way. There's probably a lot of people around baseball, you know, Cubs haters, some who say they're fans but really come off as haters. We know how I feel about you people. And, yes, I'm going to say you people, damn it who are going to try to take away from this somehow. They're going to say, oh, it's a 60-game season, and if we win 162, they got lucky, they haven't been playing great, the offense is terrible. And By the way, this voice I'm doing is pretty dead on. Pretty perfect impression of these people as a collective, I must say. And to those people, not tonight. You know what I mean? You guys watch Game of Thrones? What do we say, what do we say to the god of death? Not today. I think that's how the line goes. It's like, no, I'm not dying today. And, and no to you today. You're not going to ruin this for us. Because, hey, stupid, it's the same 60-game schedule that everyone plays in our division. Everyone in the Central played everyone in the Central and also played the AL Central. So this isn't like some you know imbalanced schedule that may have affected stuff in the past. This was the same schedule. Same set of rules. The Cardinals fucked up everyone's schedule, too. Yeah, the crazy doubleheaders, all even playing field, okay? No cheating off tests in this classroom, even playing field, no grading on curves. And who comes out at the top? The Chicago Cubs. Under first-time manager, first-year managing, David Ross. Grandpa Rossi, beloved figure from the 2016 run and 2015 who's been a baseball analysis. Great job, too. I love his work with ESPN. Been a special assistant to the front office. Front office? Front office? What am I saying? Guys, it's late. It is late. So I'm recording this 10.30 on a Saturday night. And, uh, you know, you got to give much love. Big shout-out to David Ross. Fantastic job done. Really, seriously, think about this. Look at the stats of some of the key players. And still gets the job done. The guy, I think the biggest things out of a manager, keeping spirits up, keeping the you know morale up, taking the pressure off where you, where you need to fit. Accountability, it's a big one too. Saw what he did with Kyle Schwarber a little bit earlier, like about a week or so ago now. He looked like, hey, Kyle, looked like you were loafing out there. Looked like you were lollygagging, Kyle. We don't like lollygaggers. We don't like them in Bull Durham. We don't like them at this level either. There will be no lollygagging. You're better than that, Schwarbs. You're better. Go grab some pine, but, you know, be a good guy about it. And Kyle was. And then he responded the next day. I know we went to a little skit after that, but, hey, opposite field home run from Kyle yesterday. Hey, the moods seem up. The moods seem up. And I think that's a big thing because baseball is, is a different sport. 
It's a different sport than basketball and football in the sense that in football and basketball, there's not really long slumps because your athleticism takes over. Baseball is a different sport. It is a mental game. And if some of you fans aren't ready for that, I don't know what to tell you. I think you got to start reading books on the outside to keep up with us. Because we want you aboard. The more, the merrier. Like I've said before, I love all Cubs fans, even the negative ones. But I'm not going to let you bring us down. This culture has changed over the last five, six years. Six years. And it's gonna, and we're gonna keep it, keep it high, keep us feeling good. You know, don't you like high fiving strangers? Don't you like believing? I was actually watching. I had to pump myself up before this Cubs Sox series, and not just because it was the Sox. Look, of course, I don't root for the White Sox, but I no longer root against them unless they're playing our Cubs. Because you get a little older. I've got some friends who are Sox fans. They're nice people. I have some friends who are Sox fans who are horrific people, and I hope, I hope they get chlamydia during COVID, which is a mean thing. I actually did stand-up comedy last night, and I asked the audience, because there was a lot of single people there, and there was people out. It was a place called OG's Social in uh, Lincoln Park, so it was like they've got this like outdoor space. It was safe, you know? Uh, brown line kept going by, or no red line, so that kind of sucked every now and then. You'd have to stop a punchline because the freaking train's going by. But, you know, hey, it's a good public transportation system. Not knocking that. But could we make it quieter? That'd be wonderful if we could make that thing quieter, at least when I'm telling jokes, right? Now I'm just being selfish. But I, I noticed like there was like people like out to have fun. And I remember thinking to myself, man, these these men and women alike are dressed to get some. And I thought, wow, wouldn't that be weird? How dumb would you have to feel to get an STD during a global pandemic? So I thought to myself, I'm like, if you're doing the one night stand thing during these times and you ask, hey, are you clean? And they're like, yeah, no, I'm I, no, no, there's no warts down there. And they're thinking, no, I don't want you coughing in my mouth and getting me sick and having you know my grandma get ill. And it's like, oh, oh yeah, no, I'm clean, I'm clean there on all fronts. It's almost like you, it's like you. It'd be weird to wear a mask, but not a kind of. Where am I going with this, everyone? Where am I going? We got, we got to stay focused, Joe. We got to talk about our beloved Cubs. So no, I was, I think I was getting at like the whole thing with, uh, with just you know, being tried and true and 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 staying faithful. David Ross did a fantastic job this year. I think the big thing from managers, like I said, was keeping it loose. But another big key from managers is how you handle the bullpen. Were there, I mean, there's always going to be a few moves here or there that people are going to question. That's just that's human being stuff right there. But for this guy, I, I re, the Cubs in September had one of the best bullpens in baseball. In the National League, I know they were first in the area until recently. I don't know if there was a game or two that made that go up. But overall, I feel very confident in this bullpen. If you would have asked me that on August 6th, I'd say, hmm, not really. But no, very confident. And I, and I think he's I think he knows how to keep it tight. I think he's co- way cooler with being like, no, I think I'd rather. That was a thing that some managers in the past, not to name names, but they do a thing where they're like, well, my starter was a little shaky there, so I'm gonna pull him and bring in some middle relief bum. And yeah, I mean bum, like a guy where you're like, this guy's been up and down six times. They do that. I don't understand, and I didn't see that of Ross, luckily. But in the past, I've seen that from so many managers, not just Cub managers, but managers across the board where they bring up a guy from AAA and it's immediately they throw him into the fire. I get it if you're up by seven or down by seven, but there are times where I'm like, this, this is still a game. I always could judge how good a manager is with handling the bullpen when you see them treat being up by one the same as being down by one. There were some managers, Dusty Baker 
who congratulations to him, the Astro. I actually no, no congratulations to him. I know, I know people who say Dusty's a great guy. And I'm sure he is, but I don't need to congratulate him for taking the Astros to the playoffs because I don't like the Astros for what they did to baseball. I don't, and um, and I'm sure Dusty's a nice enough guy, but when it comes to managing to get a team over that hump to be championship level, I don't think he has it. Sorry, I know, I know, I've got some friends who like the guy a lot, and um, and I, I think he's a great person, but at least I'm just being honest with you. That was my interpretation of his managing skills. But I remember him notoriously. They were down by one. Here's a guy. Here's like our seventh best reliever where it's like, no, we're still in this game. And then that guy comes in and gives up three. And then it's like, well, there's that game. No need for that. Like the Cubs in 03 and 04. I know I'm going like way back in the past and I should be focusing on this great 2020 team. But they were, they should, they won 88 and 89 games. They should have won in the mid 90s for sure. I really believe that. There's just some moves. But so I had to give a lot of love to David Ross because I feel like he understands that. Like, oh, this game isn't out of control yet. Um, and yeah, of course, over, this, over the course of a season, there's going to be some things where you're like, well, I don't really know. But, but a lot of it was feeling out, too. Um, I think they were very smart with some, some things like that. So I got to give him credit there. Um, kept the faith. And, made, and you know what, though? He held. I, I had no, no problem with him keeping that one to five of the batting order for the first almost full month. And a lot of people were saying, this just isn't working. It's not working. It's not working. But the time we were in first place. So I think he had the faith and the confidence. Not faith. Faith means it seemed like you're not sure. And it's just like, I hope. Um, nothing wrong with faith. But I mean, like, he was confident in, his, in the fact that, no, we got, we got a little bit of a lead here. And I believe it's too small a sample size to just freak out after a couple weeks. And I know 60-game season, you throw a lot of sample sizes out the window. I understand that. This was definitely one of those seasons that I think the – hardcore sabermetrics guys, which I consider myself a pretty hardcore sabermetrics guy. But there's always a few things where I'm like, mm, you got to throw the human element in there a little bit. You have to. Because there are, there are some things that sabermetrics do not account for. Like that third time through the batting order thing with starters, I, sure, overall, if you could bring a fresher arm in, that makes a lot of sense. But there are times where it's like, that guy was cruising. You took him out because of some third time through the batting order stat. How is it right now? Sometimes you have to live in the moment and see. Because the other team, they're high-fiving in the dugout because they don't have to face that guy anymore because you took him out because the book told you to. Stuff like that, I'm like, okay, that's a stupid thing. you know. So, But I am a big um, – I go on Fangraphs like every day. It's great. Actually, it's not a great website. It's a great service. The website layout's bullshit. Anyone from Fangraphs listening? Come on, guys. Let's tighten up. Let's tighten it up out there. I'm in a good, silly mood. Uh, John Lester. Let's talk about John Lester and what he's meant to this organization. Signing him before the 2015 season. I think it was just before Christmas in December or something of 2014. And that kind of like signaled some stuff. Because I remember the end of the 2014 season. People forget this. Because overall they lost like 90-some games. But I think they were like 32-28 and 28 the final two months. Which this year gets you into the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> they were 32-28. and 28. Javi had come up. He looked real wild. He showed power, though. I think he had like nine home runs in those two months, which is good for like a 21-year-old or whatever he was at the time. Uh, Jorge Soler looked very good down the stretch there. He had just come up. And then you knew. You knew Chris Bryant was around the corner. Uh, they had made that nice trade to get Edison Russell, which, I look, obviously awful human being and a, uh, just an awful baseball player, too. Yeah, thanks for 2016 and big grand slam and all that. But yeah, he was a bad guy. But I do have to mention him because 
you know, in the, in the off season, like down down the road, I'll do a reflection podcast. Maybe I'll have some guests. I got I've been talking to some great people on Cubs Twitter. Um, great people connected to the Cubs. My guy Glennon Rush reached out saying he would love to be on the podcast. I've got some other comedians who are diehard baseball fans. Some some personalities from sports radio. So you know, I'm just I'm st- I wish I would have started this before the season. I really do. But um, I you know you don't really know what's going on with everything. You know, I'm a stand comedian first and foremost but everyone knows me and my big passions are the Cubs. Actually, a couple of comedian friends of mine when I got married, these are two really great comedians. You guys should look them up. Megan Gailey and Lisa Traeger both have Comedy Central half-hour specials. They, uh, for my wedding gift, made like this painting. They had like an artist in front of this do a painting of like myself and my wife, and I'm wearing a Cubs hat in it. They made sure they're like, you have to, if it's Joe, you have to have Cubs. That's the deal. And that's what's fun about being a diehard fan. I always tell people who know me, I am the easiest person to shop for. Super easy person to shop for because I am passionate about the things I love. You know, I love the Cubs. Buy me something with the Cubs on it, Cubs logo on it. I'm going to be a happy kid. I'm going to be a happy, happy man. So that's why it's fun to have people like me in your life. Also, everyone knows me as a diehard Cubs fan. So I've like secretly my whole life been like planting the seeds in people's heads where I, I had season tickets for a while that I split with my cousin. You guys know, I, people who know me well know I lived in L.A. from 2014 to 2017. Had to let them go. But since I've come back, besides this year, of course, I was able to still go to a ton of games because whenever someone has next ticket, they think of their boy Joey. We go to the games. We have a good time. People feel like they're, they, it's almost like an honor to take me because I'm such a diehard fan and I'm full of fun facts. And I am locked in on the game. Don't get me wrong. I'm still having some drinks, but I'm, I'm locked in. And I'm a, I'm a treat. I'm a real treat to be at, with, at Cubs games with. Right now, everybody, if you're listening to this over Spotify, because the podcast so far is on Spotify and Anchor, I went through Anchor to, uh, so I think it's like anchor.fm or something like that. The Anchor app is pretty solid. And it should be on Apple, hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, and Stitcher and Google Play and all that. It takes like 24 to 48 hours. Anyhow, but I also have the video, so maybe I'll be posting clips, posting the videos up on YouTube. Right now, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, you'll see I am wearing my 1998 Chicago Cubs starter jacket. See the starter logo right there? Look at this thing. This thing is fantastic. It's beautiful. I originally had this exact jacket. I got it in 1998 because this was the jacket the Cubs won when they won the National League wild card. And that was the first season I got to, like, witness a cut. Like, you know, I was 5 in 89. I turned 5 at the end of the 89 season. I was born a week before they clinched in 84. So those, like, 89, I was along for that ride as a, a 12 going on 13-year-old. And, uh, yeah, so that was always one of my favorite seasons. And this jacket, to me, it's got the Wrigley Field patch right here on the side. It's just, oh, it's a good, it's a good fit. Here's the fun backstory with this jacket, though. My friends in high school lost it. I left it in my one buddy's car. We're in high school. There was underage drinking involved. No, no, nobody was drinking and driving, though. We were pretty safe about that stuff. But someone used a car to get beer. We had to get beer. Someone was getting beer out of someone's garage and to take it like they were like they had a cover with something. My jacket was in the car. They go, oh, use, use that jacket. So they used my Cubs jacket to cover like a couple cases of Bush Light or something. And then they brought it into a party that I wasn't because I left the jacket. I was somewhere else. And then my freaking jerk friends left it at someone's party. And then how do I get this? How do I get this one? Two years ago, I saw someone selling it on Facebook Marketplace. And my wife got it for me as a birthday present. And it fits so damn perfectly. Part of me thinks this is the jacket. It was a nearby suburb, you know. I'm in the city, but it was a nearby suburb where this jacket was bought. So I'm thinking to myself, like, hey, 
Is this, is this the party they went to? They went to some suburban party and now I had to buy my own jacket back? Part of me wanted, actually, that's why I should break my name on the inside tag of stuff. I think that's actually a good, that's like an old school dad move, but I think it makes sense. That's a mom move. Maybe moms were always doing that. When I was a little kid, I had some Ghostbusters toys that my best friend also had. You know, we're like four years old and we had our initials on the bottom. I specifically remember a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man with JK under the foot. Kind of like in Toy Story. They wrote Andy and then Bonnie later on on all the toys in the movie Toy Story. By the way, side note, I watched Toy Story 4 today with my kids. Bonnie sucks. Bonnie sucks. Just as like uh, one of the worst characters in movie history. I know some of you are thinking, really? Come on. the wor- One of the worst? At the end of Toy Story 3, spoiler alert, Andy says Woody is the most important. Woody's the best. Woody's loyal. Woody will always be there for you. Blah, 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 blah. This is... you. Fucking take care of what you. He did say it, but he like kind of smiled through his teeth. You fucking take care of Woody. And did she? No, she's ditching him, leaving him in the closet, taking the freaking his badge off, putting it on Jesse. I love Jesse. There should be more female sheriffs representation. All about it. But that's bullshit. That's not her badge. She didn't earn it. She's a cowgirl. She has no background in law enforcement whatsoever. And then she just totally ditches him for a freaking spork. That he helped put together for her. She didn't realize that. Woody snuck into the bag and was there for her. Think, you know, I don't know. If you haven't seen Toy Story 4, check it out. Just know Bonnie sucks. There should be a Toy Story 5 called Annie's Revenge. When he shows up at the door going, where's Woody? College didn't work out for me. The economy sucks. 2020 blows. I need my, I need my freaking toy back. And then she's like, I don't know what happened. We lost, I, you know, I'm Bonnie. I still have Buzz, though. I mean, and then he just loses it. He doesn't hurt the child because that's bad, but he takes all the toys back and then she has to really reflect and it, it changes the course of her life for the better. For the better. She becomes a better person. That's what I'm about. I'm about people trying to become better people. That's what I want out of Cubs Twitter. Our guy Chris Bryant comes back grand slam today. That's why I'm in a good mood after a loss. There was things in this defeat that just felt like, okay, upward. We're, our, 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 we're looking upward. Onward. Something. <laughs> Chris Bryant's Grand Slam was nice because it was like a bases loaded situation. Anthony Rizzo gets hit by a base running, which I haven't seen that since like Sean Dunstan in 1992 or something. It's been a long time since the Cubs base runner has been hit by a moving ball. If you you don't know, you can't do that. You're automatically out, and then everyone has to go back to base, which really sucks. I get it, though. And, yeah, and so then you're like, oh, crap. Are we really not going to – Hayward struck out, and it's like, are we, are we not going to score? Bases loaded. Are we really not going to score? Come on. And then, boom. But I kept the faith. I got to believe it. You don't, give me, I understand the frustrations of fans. I don't want people to think I'm out of my mind and I don't understand the frustrations when the offense is struggling. I do. But at this point, you have to understand this team has been a boomer bust offense overall. And I, and I will say that, being honestly, I think in the offseason they need to find another high-contact hitter, someone who strikes out less than like 18% of the time. Normally under the 20% of the time is what you kind of go for. And there's really three guys on the team, Rizzo, Hayward, and Nico. Nico's not an everyday player yet. Nico was just drafted in 2018. I love Nico's game defensively. I think he looks fantastic. He's looking at third, short, and second base. Second base, I think he's like gold glove status. He's right around that level. And, um, and he hits fastballs really well. So I think a little more seasoning, and he'll be right there. I like his future a lot. So really, Nico, Riz, and Hayward are your high contact guys. Now, in 2016, 20, in well, 2017, Zobers was banged up, but 2016, 2018, 
until the last month. But that was just a weird 40 games in 41 days. I talked a little bit about 2018 on the first podcast. If you guys are just checking out this one, you can go back. There's a lot of stuff there that's not, like, time-sensitive. That's the one thing about sports podcasts is, like, people don't really go back to listen to old episodes too often. That's why I think this offseason I have a lot of fun. Like, I'm wearing this Avengers shirt underneath my cool Cubs jacket right now. And I had this idea that I'm going to do where I'm going to do, like, each if Like, who would be the Iron Man of the Cubs? Who would be the Thor? Who would be the Spider-Man? Who would be the Black Panther? All that kind of stuff, you know? I think I'd probably have to give Jason Hayward Black Panther automatically. I don't, It just sounds like it'd be weird to be anyone else, right? It's not even, like, a, a race thing because he could easily be Captain America. Gives a great speech just like Captain America. So, right there. So yeah, I'm feeling very good. As as Cubs fans, guys, we gotta feel we gotta feel it. We gotta enjoy and savor this. I'm not saying don't demand the most out of your team. You should definitely do that too. But there's a way you gotta be positive. You gotta like you don't wanna go all in with these guys. As much as I love winning, I and I do love winning, I'm just such a big fan of this group of people as human beings, too. That you just kind of wanna see them. You know, I'm so, there's part of me that's like, just let right into the ground. Stick with this team until it's it's clear no more. I, I it's, it's fine. Even if it get, they end up becoming a fourth-place team one day, this team meant that much to me that I just kind of want to see them off into the sunset. But I definitely believe they, they still have another good, solid year. I I don't want to talk about next year because we're going to have a lot of fun talking about next year, um, you know, in the offseason. But there's still a lot of baseball, a lot of baseball to play. Right now, the Cubs are the three seed, lining up with the Marlins as of right now. Uh, the Reds are getting close to that spot, too. Some people are like, I don't want to face the Reds. I'm, I, bring on anybody. Bring on anybody. I like our top two at home. We, we clinched home for the first the wild card round. Bring it. Bring it. Got the confidence. Cubs in two, I don't care who we play. It's a shout-out to our guy, the Dom. I was talking to him the other day. Um, that guy's the best. Okay, like we're 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 talking talking to a bunch of Cubs fans who are like we need to keep the good because again, I think I started to talk about but didn't finish. I was watching some World Series highlight videos a couple days ago, and there's this great one where it's remember the Titans score, you know the score from that movie, and they show the highlights perfectly in sync with that with the music and it's really awesome. And I remember one point in the beginning they're like cutting to fans outside the stadium where the one guy's holding a big sign that says believe no matter what. And I'm like, yes, that we need to carry that through. And I think part of it is, look, I'm going to be honest, too many people jumped aboard the bandwagon. And I know Twitter's about instant reaction, and so there's a lot of jerks there. David Ross and Chris Bryant called you guys out today, and I love it. I love it so much. Chris Bryant said, I don't give a shit what these people think. David Ross like, a lot of these people are idiots, so who cares? Look, they're not wrong. But that's a part of the thing I've been saying, too. I go, listen, you want to be fans that are trashing your team, the team that you love and root for, you're going to trash them? You don't think people know that? You don't think they see this shit? They're smart enough not to engage, but they notice. They know what's going on. They hear things. Look, they see 40,000 strong every day, and they think these are the greatest fans in the world, but then they see times are tough, and they see these people on Twitter. You know, I don't know. Maybe that it's, maybe, maybe future free agents might be like, that seems like an ungrateful fan base. Five playoff appearances in six years. Guys who brought them greatest memories of their lives. And people are acting this way. And again, I don't want every episode of the podcast to be me harping on bad Twitter fans. I don't want to do that. I'm just trying I'm trying to get everyone together. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I was watching those highlights, and I'm like, believe no matter what, I love that. I want to see more of that. I want, I want to see so much more of that. 
What else is there to talk about with this game tonight? Craig Kimbrell looked great. See, there's these things like that. You want to see Chris Bryant wearing the chains, knees, socks up to his knees, having a blast. That stuff you want to see. You want to see Craig Kimbrell, who's just been fantastic. He's, I think he's got like a one four two ERA, like the last like 15 outings or something like that. Striking out. He's like an automatic two Ks. Two strikeouts every time out. Jeffers pitched an inning, looked good. What a great pickup he was, by the way. Under radar pickup by Theo Epstein. I mean, three pickups, really. Three, like, guaranteed contracts. Jeffers, Souza, and Kipnis. Now, Souza didn't work out. Maybe over the course of a longer season, things maybe could have, but it just, he got a little banged up again, which is unfortunate. The guy's been hurt so many times these last few years. Um, Kipnis, I think, has been a good deal. Uh, for what he's getting paid, what he brings, his teammates seem to love him. He seems like a great teammate. Um, had some big hits early on. Like, you know, when the Cubs were off to their hot start, a lot of that was just him. Not all him, obviously. Hap was huge, and Hayward's been solid most of the year. But he was big. He was getting a lot of big hits. And I really hope, I kind of hope they bring him back next year. I do. I understand there's there's some other options in play. You want to get Nico more at bats. But I don't, I don't fathom him being too expensive. And it would be really great for him to play some games in Wrigley in front of a full house. You know, he grew up nearby, grew up a Cubs fan. That'd be cool to see. I know you don't want to make sentimental signings, but I, I think he's been, he's been good. I think he's a solid bench bat. You know, and also could platoon with Nico still, carry that along, get some DH at bats. Yeah, I, I, would, I would bring him back. I, don't, I don't, can't see him being too expensive. You always want some lefties off the bench, balance the bench. Bodie's like our main righty off the bench, and then you got him. I'd bring Billy Hamilton back. Who knows what they're doing with rosters next year. If they do another 25, yeah, they're going to do 25 man again. Have him be that final spot to run and play, still play his amazing D. Seems like a good move. Now, I would like to preview who we're going to play, but we don't really know for sure who we're going to play. Um, I just want everyone to enjoy their Sundays. I just wanted to come on here and talk about how great this is, and I hope everyone's enjoying it. Sit back and think, say to yourself, hey, I want to be the type of fan that just keeps the head up. Because it's baseball. There's nine innings to play. You don't know what's going to happen. Weird things happen in this sport all the time. We probably thought we were looking pretty good, 5-2 after Chris Bryant's grand slam, and then there's a hor horrific defensive inning. John Lester definitely deserved better. That guy meant a lot. He's one of the greatest signings in Cubs history. And here's my prediction. Obviously, we're going to buy out that contract because we're not picking up a $25 million option. That's nuts. Pick it up for $10 million, and then, you, and then he signs like a one-year $2 million deal. He comes back cheap. And then um, and he's your five-starter behind Elizale. I got to work on that one. He's, he's I like his stuff a lot. I say give him the four spot. And then the three spot. Could be Braylon Marquez if he looks good in spring, if he earns it. Or maybe, hey, let's get Dyson, go out there and spend some money. There's a couple of really good starters out there. We don't, again, don't want to get too don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. We gotta live in the now and enjoy it. Damn it. Enjoy it. Oh man. This has been fun. I want to thank everyone for who's been checking me out on Twitter. Been getting a lot of uh, positive response lately, a lot of fun stuff. I like to keep it fun with you guys. You know, I think baseball's a really fun sport. It's every day. We gotta appreciate that. That's why I hate the offseason in so many ways. Because it's not, you know, you got to wait. I just hate waiting. It's like, all right, can I, can I have my baseball again, please? I want that back. And it reminds you of summertime in Chicago. There is no greater city in the world than summer in Chicago. You find Someone tells you there's a better city than Chicago in the summer. I think you distance them. from. You don't need that kind of negativity in your life. You don't need that kind of wrong in your life. Or you educate them like I'm trying to do to the naysayers out there. So, yeah, let's have some fun, damn it. Let's keep the morale high. Let's keep the good feelings going, the good vibes going. 
Because remember, come Wednesday, when game one is about to be played under the bright lights of Wrigley Field, the friendly confines, everyone's batting average is zero. It's a fresh slate. Smell that? It's opportunity. That's what it smells like. It's going to be a nice 68-degree night, I bet. Oh, chills. I might go down and hang out outside the ballpark. Need to be near that atmosphere. One of the day, one of the days, Wednesday or Thursday, I think I might try to do that, or, or I'll probably just drink in my garage, have some friends over. That that sounds pretty good too. I'd like to try to do like a really fun preview episode of the podcast that I'll try to get out, maybe Tuesday or Wednesday morning for you. Um, maybe we could do something fun. Someone, a friend suggested doing something on Twitch where we watch live and kind of commentate along with you guys. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think that might be a lot. We'll see though. We'll see. I'm open for anything. Want to keep this Cubs community strong, everybody. Let's uh, let's play our best. We want we want the boys in blue to play our best to play their best. When we could also do the same. Let's all eat healthy this week. Let's drink plenty of water. Got to hydrate. It's very important. Very important to hydrate. Let's eat the vegetables. Let's get some good sleep. Let's tell people we love them. Let's appreciate them while we're here. All positive vibes, everybody. Uh, this has been the podcast. Uh, you guys are great. Uh, tell other Cubs fan friends to check it out. If you like my, if you like comedy, I got a lot of stand comedy on YouTube. There's a Patreon that's got a lot of stuff from my other podcasts, which I think you guys would probably dig too. It's just a podcast where I talk about whatever and have some drinks. It's fun. And, um, some stand up stuff's on there too. And some cool F Mary kills with some people that I do. All right. You guys are great. Thanks for checking out a Cubs podcast to be named later.